We're going to continue this morning from Psalm 103. As I was ministering last Sunday morning from Psalm 103, the New Living Translation. So let's go ahead and I'll read those first five verses again this morning. The psalmist is a psalm of David. He begins, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Like the eagle. So thank God our youth is renewed like the eagle. So I want to continue to touch on this and, and to continue to, to establish our confidence and our trust, our faith, if you will, in him and, uh, and, and specifically on the, on the topic of healing, being healthy in our spirit, soul, and body. There's a, I mean, it, it's true with other subjects as well, but I think healing is one of the predominant ones from, from my observation that uh, when, you, when you communicate with people uh, across the body of Christ, different denominations, and even within like-minded denominations, there's a variation. Even in a church like ours, there's a variation of what people think and believe concerning God's will for them to be healed. And, and so there's a lot of discrepancy and there's a lot of variances. And really, you know, if God's word is true, then we should be in agreement based upon the word of God and not on one another's opinions. But yet healing is one of those uh, topics that it's very, uh, it, because it's very personal, it can be very subject to my experience. I will filter it through my life experience rather than the word of God. And you'll filter it through your life experience rather than through the word of God. And because your life experience is different than mine, our conclusions are different. And that's why there's so many variations on, boy, is it his will for me to be healed, healthy and whole, my spirit and my soul and my body? Is he really satisfying me with long life? Is he really re renewing my youth like the eagle? Or, you know, what's up? Because, you know, I, yeah, I heard that or I read that, but I haven't experienced that, so I, that, that must not be true. But it's always very dangerous to begin interpreting the word of God through our personal experiences. And we're all subject to be guilty of doing that, whether it be healing, whether it be uh, God's blessings on our lives, whether, you know, you, you name the topic, we have a tendency to filter it through what well, my experience has been, or I thought, well, I have a scripture for you. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and his ways are higher than your ways, and he, thank God he's made them known to us, so we're gonna lay down our thoughts and our feelings and our life experiences, and not to make light of anybody's experiences. Uh, there's a, certainly, uh, we grieve with those who grieve, we mourn with those who mourn, and, and, uh, and, and you know, it, it, it can be a very sensitive topic, but nonetheless, I wanna address it from the word of God and not from my experience and, not, and also not to back off of it because of your experiences, but can we just take an honest look at what the word of God has to say concerning healing? I believe God wants us well in our spirit and our souls and in our bodies. And the psalmist is, is, is uh, mentioning that here in verse 2. says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. So thank God he does many, many good things for us. Many good things for us. And we don't have to stop and think too long to come up with a bunch of good things that the, that the Lord has done for us. 
And, uh, and if you think, well, gee, I really need to stop and think about that, then <laughs> you, you just may be in trouble this morning. So uh, it's good that you're here. So really, there's much to be thankful for, and let's continue, and, and that's, that's another way of magnifying the Lord, thinking about and never forgetting the good things he does for us. Then to assist us in that, the psalmist goes on, and, and he lists a few things, and first of all, he says, he forgives all my sins. That is good news. He pardons us. He abundantly pardons. He, 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 he's a... Uh, it's a finished work. Jesus has, has uh, shed his blood on Calvary's cross. He died and was buried because of our sins. And then because of our being forgiven, God raised him again from the dead, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And so sin no longer is victorious over us. He has forgiven us of all our sins. So thank God that we're forgiven. That's so good to know that we're forgiven. And that's also can be a very a much of a, a, a roadblock or, or, or a hurdle in people receiving the healing grace of God, thinking, well, you know, uh, I'm guilty. I don't deserve it. You know, just abolish all of that. God forgives you of all your sins. And, and the psalmist goes on and heals all my diseases. He forgives my sin and heals all my diseases. Thank God that we are healed in Jesus' name. The word healed there from the Greek language is the word Rapha. That's one of the Hebrew, Hebrew names for God. He's Jehovah Rapha, and it means mending or curing. To, to mend or to cure. So he is mending. He is curing, curing all of your diseases. And so... I really want to encourage you to, to keep your ears open and keep your heart receptive to the, the word that I'm going to be sharing with you this morning. I believe it's essential that we establish our confidence, our trust in the promises of, the, of, of Scripture, the promises of God's word. You know, one of the uh, signs that Jesus gave us is found in Luke 21 and verse 11. If you could put that up on the screen, please. Luke 21 and verse 11. Jesus had been making some declarations about uh, what the last of the last days might look like. And one of the signs of the end of times is that Jesus clearly prophesied that at the end of the age, among other events that he listed there, he said that the world would be bombarded by menacing plagues and viruses emerging and others re-emerging. He said there'll be great earthquakes and there'll be famines and plagues in many lands and, uh, and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. And so recognizing and realizing that one of, one of the signs of the end of the age is that uh, menacing plagues or viruses or pestilence would continue, would, would be emerging and re-emerging. Now I don't have to ring your bell too hard to remind you what we're coming through over this last year and what, what the, the, the world has experienced in, in the pandemic. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to magnify it. But you know what we're talking about. And so let's, let's focus on, uh, on the good word of the Lord, not in denial, but not magnifying it. And so let's continue to look to God because he, the psalmist said he heals all my diseases. So COVID is included in all diseases. And God is the healer. God is the one who is mending and God is the one who is curing. So verse three, he forgives my sins and heals all my diseases. 
Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I want to give you a couple verses, reference verses for you to, uh, to jot them down and continue just to look them up and to read them and to really uh, have them become familiar to you, especially in the subject of being forgiven and being healed. But in Acts 10, 38, it says that, that uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ from, of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he, Jesus, went about doing good. Doing good, that's speaking of his philanthropic work that he did, meeting people's needs, supplying their needs, and so forth. And and, then it says, so he went about doing good and, that's a conjunction. So he was doing good, but he was also doing something else. He was doing good and healing all who were oppressed. So he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. So make a note of that scripture and familiar, become familiar with it. And then I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Isaiah 53. This is a prophecy concerning Jesus and what he would be doing for us. Isaiah the prophet prophesied this about him. And in Isaiah chapter 53, uh, let me begin reading at verse 3. Speaking of Jesus, said, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our back on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet, verse 4, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sin. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. So here's a prophecy of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, being manifested in the flesh, that in due time, he's going to go to the cross, and he's going to forgive us, and on that work of the cross, he's going to forgive humanity of their sin, and he is going to pay the price for us to be made whole, for us to be healed. And by his stripes, the King, New King James says, and by his stripes, we are healed. We were healed. So it's a prophecy concerning Jesus. Now, keep that in mind and look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8, verse 16 and 17. Matthew 8, verse 16 and 17 says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command. Everyone say a simple command. So don't let evil spirits scare you. A simple command will take care of them. So he took care of the evil spirits with a simple command, and he did something else. What else did he do? And he did something else, and he healed all the sick. He healed all the sick. Verse 17, this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. 
So those three verses right there will build you a solid foundation for God's will for you to be well in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body, for you to be forgiven of your sins and heals of all your diseases. He, he is mending and curing every, every ailment that the enemy can throw at you. Acts 10, 38, Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 5, Matthew 8, 16 and 17. I'll give you one more, First uh, Peter chapter 2. I can see it in your eyes. Some of you are thinking, okay, I'm almost there. Just give me one more verse and I'll believe you. Okay, you got it. I heard you. I heard you. Here you go. First Peter. I'm looking for it. I know it's right before Second Peter, so just give me a minute. First Peter 2.24. He personally carried our sins on his body on the cross so that we so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. By his wounds, you are healed. So when the psalmist is saying that we are to remember and to forget not all the good things that he has done for us, and he mentions that he forgives all of our sin and he heals Rapha, he's mending or curing all our diseases. Please take some time in your busy schedules. You're not too busy for the word of the Lord. It is, it is incumbent upon us to, to have our, our, our faith build up and to know that Jesus Christ is for us, that he has paid the price for us to have, uh, to have a cure and a mending and a supernatural healing and, and, and miraculous, however it may be, or a curing, you know, maybe over a process of time. But the good news is, is that it's his will for you to experience the wholeness that he has paid the price for, and to never forget it. Never forget it. Are you with me so far? Are you purposing to never forget the good things that he has done for you? In, in Mark chapter 9, in Mark chapter 9, We have the story of a, a young boy who was uh, demon-possessed, and the disciples have been trying to, to, to uh, set him free, but they weren't having success in it. And if you, if you read the story, uh, the reason they weren't having success in it is because they were sitting around arguing about a bunch of stuff, and that's not an environment for faith. That's not an environment for, to have the victory. But nonetheless, you know, Jesus, when he, he met them, he said, what are you guys arguing about? And so that's the background to that real quickly. But I want to just pick up on the fact that even though the disciples could not cast this demon out of this young boy, the father was very desperate, and, and he cried out to Jesus and, and because Jesus had addressed them. And, and so the father, he's, uh, in verse 20, says, So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked, How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, that the spirit often throws him into the fire, into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. 
So here's the father in this very desperate situation, seeing his boy suffering with demon possession and, 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 and just inflicting the pain on his little boy, which of course was a, a painful for his father and the rest of the family, I'm sure, to, to witness this. And the disciples, the followers of Jesus were not being successful in delivering the young boy. So finally he, he calls out to Jesus, and he, 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 in calling out to Jesus, he, he asked, uh, he said, have mercy on us and help us if you can. If you can. Now, I want you to notice here Jesus' reply. He, re, uh, excuse me, verse 23, Jesus' reply, what do you mean if I can? Now, stop and think about it. How many times have we, oh Lord, I'm praying this. Lord, I'm believing for this. And Lord, please intervene here if it's your will. If you see fit to do so. If perhaps I'm good enough to do it. Or be so bold as to say, Lord, if you can. (laughs) If you can. (laughs) You forget who you're talking to? Uh, excuse me, I'm God. <laughs> You're talking to me. I am God. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, and then he replied with this. He said, I want you to know that anything is possible. Anything is possible if a person believes. Anything is possible if a person believes. Now, if you were here last week, and remember what I, uh, the stories that I shared with you last week from the Gospels, how the, how the people believed the word that was spoken, and therefore they received what they had requested. Jesus told the nobleman's son, he says, go your way, your son will live. The nobleman believed the word that Jesus spoke and he went his way. The Roman centurion said, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house, but speak your word only. And Jesus replied, and he said, man, I have never seen such great faith. And, and he said, your son lives, and his son lived. And so they had miraculous miracles took place, and both of those stories I shared with you were a result of the people believing what the word of the Lord declared. We are, it's incumbent upon you and I that we also come to a place where we believe the word of the Lord. We believe the written word, and we believe that when the written word of God is spoken, when the Logos becomes the rhema, that within it, it carries the power to forgive sin, and it it carries the same power to bring healing and miraculous restoration, curing of our bodies and the mending of our bodies, restoring our youth like the eagle and and satisfying us with long life. This healing work of God is taking place as a result of magnifying the Lord with speaking the words of the Lord, speaking life rather than death over our circumstances. So let's not get caught up and let's not put ourselves in any position to be rebuked by Jesus and say, if I can, what do you mean if I can? If I can. Now there's reason, you know, I'm sure we've all experienced things where our prayers weren't answered when we expected them to be answered. They weren't answered like we, uh, or, or when we thought they would be answered. Matter of fact, you may even be here this morning, you may be watching online and say, my prayers still haven't been answered. I'm still in the middle of this battle. Matter of fact, things have gotten worse rather, rather than better. Well, there's examples in the Bible of people who believed God for years and things got worse before they got better, but they stuck with it and, and, and they received their healing. 
healing and they've received their miracle. And so the good news is stay with it, be persistent, stick with the word of God and, and come to a place that I can believe because Jesus said anything is possible if a person believes. I want to be that person who believes that anything and all things are possible. Anything and all things are possible. Are you with me? Are you believing that all things are possible to him that believes? And so where is your belief? Do you believe that Jesus Christ, as the psalmist said, remember all the good things he's done for you. He's healed you of all your disease. He's forgiven you of all your sin and healed you of all your diseases. Do you believe that this morning? Let's try it over here. The psalmist said, don't forget the good things, all the good things he's done for you, that he's forgiven you of all your sin and healed you of all your diseases. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. Amen. Now let's come over here again. The psalmist said, never forget what God has done for you, that he forgives you of all your sin, not most of them, but all of them, and heals you of all your diseases. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. All right, we're believing it now. Praise God. Give God a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come to a place of believing, a place of believing. The scriptures teach us that believing in God, having confidence in God, putting your trust in God, having faith in God, that comes to us as we hear the word of the Lord, as we hear the gospel, as we hear the word, as you're reading and hearing and, and, and declaring the word, whether it be through the songs that we're singing or through confessions that you're making, that faith comes by hearing. Now, in Luke chapter six, I want you to, I want you to see something here because this is helpful for you to, to walk in that healing grace of God and to be able to continue in it and not just to have a momentary spurt of feeling better because you were in church and then by the time you get into Sunday night and Monday morning, you're feeling the same as what you felt before. We're not talking about emotional up and down. We're talking about a, a biblical deliverance, a biblical foundation for believing that he is curing and mending and healing all of our diseases. And here's one of the keys that, that you, I want you to incorporate into your life. In verse 18 of Luke chapter 6, the, the crowds are following Jesus. They came from the mountains, and, and the, the, the disciples were with Jesus, and they stood on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers, and, and, and they came from Judea and Jerusalem and, and from the north, the seacoast of Tyre and, and Sidon. Then verse 18 says, they came, they came to hear him, they came to hear him and to be healed. Now, here's how most, I shouldn't say that. Here's where, here's where we have a tendency if we're not careful. Here's how we respond when we see, when we, uh, you know, a healing evangelist, so-and-so's in town. People flock by the thousands. They come to be healed. Didn't say here they came to be healed. It said they came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. 
If you come to be healed and you're not interested in hearing, you might receive a momentary burst of feeling better. But like I mentioned, by the time the day's over or the next day dawns, you know, you're, you're feeling, you're back, right back to where you felt before. And then you draw your conclusion. Well, you know, I went to that healing service and I did feel better for a little bit, but uh, now I don't feel better again. I'm right back to where I was. If anything, I might even feel worse. So now I'm concluding that it's not God's will to heal me. Well, that's nothing to build doctrine on. You don't build your doctrine on your experiences. So let's stop building on experiences and let's build on hearing the word of the Lord. Hear what Jesus said about you. Don't take my word for it. Read the scriptures. Search the word for yourself. What did Jesus come to do? What did Jesus say about you and about you being healed? Jesus is the one that said, quoted here as saying, all things are possible to him that believes. Anything is possible to him that believes. It's Jesus we're speaking of and that Isaiah prophesied of and the psalmist spoke of that he forgives all your sins and, and cures you and mends you and heals you of all your diseases. What did Jesus, hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, read the gospels, become familiar with the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Then you get into the epistles of what the apostle Paul wrote and so forth and, 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 and recognize that they're all affirming and, and, and just really affirming the work and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't just come to be healed, not interested in hearing, but come to hear, go before the Lord to hear what is he speaking to you. And as a result of that, your healing is manifested out of that. In Matthew chapter nine, verse 35, one more scripture, and we'll go ahead and close with this. Matthew nine, 35. As Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues, teaching in the synagogues. Everyone say teaching. He was teaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. He healed every kind of disease and illness. But notice when Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages, he went through the towns and villages, teaching, announcing, or preaching, the good news of the kingdom of God. As a result of him teaching and preaching or announcing the good news of the kingdom of God, people were healed of every kind of disease and illness. The psalmist said, remember all the good things that he has done for us. He has come and he has taught and he has preached the good news of the kingdom and healed all kinds of illnesses and diseases. By his stripes, we were healed. We were healed. And so remember that and always look to the word of the Lord, purposing that wherever you are, whatever mindset you have this morning, as you're listening to this, I, I, I know it's hard to filter uh, through life experiences and to lay those aside and say, okay, I'm going to lay that aside. I'm going to hear the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to hear what Jesus Christ has to say. I'm going to hear and I'm going to receive and I'm going to remember the good things that he's done for me. I'm always going to remember that he's forgiven me of all my sin and that he's healed me of all my diseases. That means I am forgiven. Amen. I'm forgiven and I'm healed. Now, let me ask you just a little, do you have a couple minutes? You have a couple minutes? Okay, that's about four. You have a couple minutes? Six, eight, okay, I got 10, 12 minutes here to go yet. Think about this. If you had the wonderful opportunity 
this morning or this afternoon, today sometime, to lead someone in a prayer of receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You'd be honored to do so, would you not? When you do that prayer and you lead that person in prayer, do you think that because you are praying that, that Jesus needs to decide whether or not he's going to go to the cross again and shed his blood again to cover that person's sin that you're praying for? He wouldn't? Why not? He's already done it. So you get the opportunity to pray for someone this afternoon that's not feeling well. Are you going to pray in a way that you believe that when Jesus died at the cross and shed his blood, like you said you believe, he's already done it? Do you believe that he has already taken the stripes on his back so that you might be healed, so that you might have a cure and a mending for your illness, all illnesses and all diseases? Or is it something that, gee, I don't know if God's going to heal him or not. See, that's wrong thinking. It's not a matter whether God's going to or not, God already has. And you'll discover that when you read the scriptures. You'll discover that when you become familiar with the redemptive work of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It's a finished work. It's a matter of us beginning to learn that and and then begin to apply it to our lives. Just as I need to continually apply and to remind myself and never forget that I'm forgiven of all my sin because the enemy is relentless and he'll try to remind me of sin every every time I go to petition God for something that I need to completely trust in God, believing he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what I can even ask or imagine according to the power that works in me. You say, wow, God is an awesome God. He can do beyond what I can even ask for. That is awesome. And I thank him for it. And two seconds later, the devil will remind me of some stupid thing and try to make me think, well, I don't qualify. I can't believe God for that. Then I have to remind myself, yes, I can. I am forgiven. And I have access to the throne of God's grace because I have faith in the name of Jesus. And therefore, I am forgiven. And I will never forget that I am forgiven. Do you have any problems with that? Never forget that you are forgiven. Do you have a problem with that? Never forget that. But do we have a problem with never forgetting that by his stripes, I was healed? And if I was, I am. And if I am, I is. Amen. Amen. So what's the, okay, how do I reconcile this, Pastor Ray? By faith. Faith, substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not yet seen. We hope for those things that are not yet seen. Continue in hope. Continue in faith. Continue to believe God for it. It will be manifest it. You will receive your healing, your mending, your curing. Psalmist said, uh, he redeems my, he, excuse me, verse three, he forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. Verse four, he redeems me from death. The picture of redemption there, I see that as, as that restoration work, that curing, that Rafa energy flowing into your body, bringing about the desired results, whether it be medical science, our doctors, through prayer, through confession, all of it flowing together, coming together into one stream, causing a river of redemption, and he's redeeming you from death. He's crowning you with love and tender mercies. He's filling your life with good things and your youth 
youth. It's being renewed like the eagle. For your youth to be renewed like the eagle, you need to have that continual mending and curing, healing power of God manifested in our bodies. Continue to thank God for it. Continue to worship the Lord and, and, and to magnify the God as Christ the healer, Christ the deliverer. Christ is renewing my youth like the eagle. Now, I don't know all that much about eagles, but I do remember reading that when an eagle is wounded or they become battle-weary, that they'll take, some, they'll take a sailor moment, they'll go up on a high rock someplace where they're free of any dangers of being uh, attacked by a snake, and, and, they'll, and, and they'll just spend some time into the sun, looking into the sun, the S-U-N, and that healing restoration of, of growing new feathers regaining their strength. I'm even told someone, I, I read that one of the first things they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll resharpen their beak on, on the rock. Isn't that a good place to start restoration, to sharpen the words of our mouth? And so they'll start that restoration process. So they take some time out and allow that mending to take place and the curing to take place. God has designed your body to mend and to cure. Cooperate with God's design. It's what doctors try to do. They try and, and, and are doing. I'm not, I, I didn't mean try there in a negative sense. It's what they are working on, cooperating together with how God designed our bodies. It's incredible when you think about it, how the body has the ability to heal and, and to mend. And that's the plan of God, that, that rafa, that mending, that curing, and that healing, and then God's supernatural intervention as well. The end result is, is the end result. How we get there, you know, don't be so fixated on that. If you received your instant miracle, praise God for it. If it's a process you're going through, thank God for the grace of the process. I am being cured. I am being mended. My life is being renewed like the eagles. Yes, I am battle weary. I, 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 I took on an injury, but I'm going to sit here on the cleft. I'm going to take a sail a moment, and I'm just going to look into the sun. I'm going to allow the energy of the sun, the S-O-N, to renew my strength, to renew my thinking, to sharpen my words, and I'm going to... I'm going to spread my wings and I'm going to find a solar I'm going to find some solars and I'm going to start just gliding far above every circumstance I am healed and I'm going to be satisfied with long life in the name of Jesus amen praise God thank you father thank you Lord Jesus thank you father Lord I thank you and I praise you for the the, the Rafa, the curing and the, and, and the mending that's taking place even now in Jesus' name. You, you, need, you need that healing touch from God. Just lift your hand right where you're sitting. Father, in the name of Jesus, hands raised all over this auditorium. I thank you, Father God, for meeting these people right where they are in Jesus' name. As the desperate Father cried out, help me if you can. Father, minister to all those that are at that place where they're thinking, if you can, help me. Help them, Father. We believe you can. And not only do we believe you can, we believe you will, we believe you have. And we believe you are, even now, mending and curing every disease, every illness, every brokenness in Jesus' name. And Lord, not only here in this auditorium, but even those that are worshiping together with us online, 
right there in your living room, wherever it is that you are taking this in, you receive that Rapha healing anointing of God into your life right now in Jesus' name, that curing, that mending process, like the eagle that takes some time out and sits and looks into the sun, the S-U-N. You take some time, you look into the S-O-N, the Son of God, and recognize and remind yourself of all the good things he's done for you. He's forgiven you of all your sin and heals you of all your diseases. Thank you, Father. We're forgiven in Jesus' name, name above all names. And any and all that are in here, you're watching online, say, well, I don't know if I've been forgiven. I haven't received that forgiveness of all my sin. Just do it now. Just say, thank you, Father. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you went to Calvary's cross and shed your blood. And I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sin, to cleanse me. I put my trust and my confidence in you, and I invite you to be the Lord of my life from this day on, in Jesus' name. You pray that from your heart, you are forgiven. You are now a born-again child of God. You belong to the family of God. Eternity is yours. Congratulations, and God bless you. Amen. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise God. It's a good day to be alive. Continue to enjoy the rest of the day. Receive that mending, curing, anointing of God in your life. Be restored in Jesus' name. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday morning. Remember, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And uh, bring some friends with you. God bless you. An awesome time.